When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We are off to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, the start of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. We will be at St. Vincent College for the next four weeks, coming to you from St. St. Vincent from Latrobe every single day live bringing you everything you need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers football is finally back it's a beautiful week in the burg it's supposed to be like 100 degrees every day which yeah is only right for the start of football practice how you feeling my friend yeah I was gonna say I'm feeling good but I was not looking forward I was looking at the weather for the the next couple of weeks and it's not it's not looking favorable no. you, you just like at no. some point you just got to accept that you're gonna come home and you're gonna be the sweatiest person imaginable sweaty super super sweaty i just got our i was telling you before i just got our shirts for training camp and made sure to go dry fit because right. all i kept thinking about were the sweat stains that were going to be on a normal looking t-shirt mm-hmm. i wish we were still sponsored by true classic because this would have been the perfect time but they missed out on that one so you know lost for them either way very excited training camp is here i'm i am stoked to make the drive tomorrow morning to St. Vincent College. We got plenty to talk about. We're going to dive into some bold predictions about training camp and our thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers, some camp sleepers that you might want to watch out for. And then we're going to start here. Broderick Jones has been named, well, the Steelers predicted MVP for the upcoming season. A guy who right now is just looked at as he has to compete for a starting job with Dan Moore Jr. There is nothing guaranteed for Broderick Jones in year one however cbs sports believes that he will be named the team's mvp by the end of the season quote we could have easily rolled with kenny pickett here as the steelers quarterback enter enters a pivotal year two but let's diversify this list a little bit by highlighting first round rookie broderick jones after pittsburgh traded up for the right tackle oh excuse me for the right to draft the georgia product he's now in the running to start on day one as the club's left tackle as he's set to battle with Dan Moore Jr. during camp. The six foot five, 311 pound Jones has the ideal size to be an elite starting tackle in the NFL. If he can even scratch the surface of his potential in year one, that'll do wonders for Pickett and his own development. That's particularly true when Jones plays in a division with Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, and Odafi Owe. I believe I'm saying that last name right. 
That's what CBS Sports has to say about Broderick Jones. Believes that he is the Steelers team MVP. The the list was uh, all the AFC teams, I believe, and guys like Deshaun Watson were on there. For the Steelers, it's not Kenny Pickett. It's not Najee Harris. It's not TJ Watt. It's not Minka Fitzpatrick. It is left tackle rookie Broderick Jones. What are your thoughts there, my friend? Uh, yeah, I my first thought was it's going to be real hard for a guy who doesn't uh, end up playing before like week six at the earliest or something like that to be yes. team MVP. Um, I think if you rephrase this and said Broderick Jones could be an X factor, I think that's that's a possibility. Like that's, you know, if he's as good as everyone thinks he is, if he ends up winning a starting job even midway through the year and he's you know, like they said, scratches even scratches the surface of his talent. He could unlock something pretty special for the Steelers, but and upgrade that offensive line a lot. But yeah, no, like he's I, I still don't think he's gonna. I've kind of, I mean, I've gone back and forth. I thought when he was drafted that he was gonna play Week One, but he's like not. He's not gonna start. I don't think, and that's fine. Like that's not a knock on him, or you know, that's not an indictment on him. But he's not gonna be in the team MVP if he's not playing the whole way through the season. Yes. Yes. I, I, as of right now, my expectation is for Dan Moore Jr. to be the day one starter. Even if Broderick Jones steps onto the field by week four, week five, the drastic turnaround that like the Pittsburgh Steelers have to be such a fastly sinking ship. Like it's over. They are the Titanic headed for the bottom of the ocean. There is no hope. And then somehow Broderick Jones comes in here and solves all issues. That's the only way that I kind of view this as Broderick Jones wins team MVP. Even if he starts day one, the things like how difficult it has to be to be the team MVP for an off as an offensive lineman, especially a rookie offensive lineman. Like, what do you, what are you doing? That's like, is the, is the run game just that improved just because of you is Kenny Pickett never get sacked just because of you. Like it's, that's in my opinion, like it's almost impossible. Like that right. is as close to impossible as, especially like you look at years past, it's like TJ Watt, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, you know, right. like you're going to, you're telling me that they're coming, they're coming down and he's going up that faster. You know, I just don't, I don't understand how that even happens. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Cause if the offense takes as dramatic step forward as it would probably need to, for Jones to, to be considered an MVP type guy, like he's blocking for Najee Harris, who would run for in yes. theory, like a billion yards and Kenny would throw for a million yards and not get sacked and everything like that. Like even at Broderick Jones's best, he's making other people look a lot better than him. So it's just th- that math doesn't add up, you know, like it doesn't, he would have to like catch like six touchdowns or something like it would. Yeah. It's it's really <laughs> does not. that. So what if uh, could you imagine the end of the season? Broderick Jones has two touchdown catches and is the starting left tackle by the end of the season. The Steelers like lead the league in rushing yards off the left side or something crazy. And he's just this like magnificent change the game talent like at that more at that point, maybe. But I still think at that moment, at the end of the day. Najee Harris or Kenny Pickett would probably win team MVP over over any offensive lineman and for it to be Broderick Jones like that means that the respect of Isaac Siamalu is tossed to the side uh James Daniels tossed to the side Chooks tossed to the side like (laughs) he has to make such a wild impact it has to be like it 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 just couldn't you can't even fathom how great this kid could be you know walking onto a football field that's how he wins team MVP besides that like we said, literally impossible, right. impossible. I put my money on, you got an early favorite. 
You got an early favorite for team MVP this year? Oh, we'll definitely come back to this. Yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be on the defense. Um, if it's not Najee, you know, uh, I feel like it's, but even then, like, even if Najee is a great year, I feel like they're still going to, it's going to be all about the defense. And TJ, I don't know. TJ has to be the favorite, right? Maybe followed yes. by like Najee and then like Minka and Kenny. Pickens is probably a dark horse, but I still feel like TJ is the the pretty obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. I'd go I'd go TJ. Minka would probably be in there, like you said. I think my dark horse might be like Alex Highsmith. Okay. Could be tossed in there mm-hmm. possibly. Have to have some wild year. But yeah, I uh I would say all those Najis, Najis up there, Kenny's up there. Like those would be the big four. Like if you were yeah. gonna put money on it, the odds would be like minus three hundred TJ Watt. Minus 100, Minka Fitzpatrick, even money Najee, plus like 200, Kenny Pickett. And then it'd be like plus, a, it'd be like plus 70,000, Broderick Jones. Yeah. Like you, you, and the, the odds on that one would be on, it would be like the Pirates trying to win the World Series. Right. He'd be That's right down there, like, you know, Miles Boykin or something like it, it would. Really yeah, not- yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, you just run out of skill guys and you just go all the offensive linemen, like right, right in a row. That would. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, no, no, just, you know, I do. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I hope so. But MVP as a rookie expectations are a bit high there. Right. Just a tad, tad bit high. All right, let's move on to training camp. We are headed to Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I, like I said, cannot be more excited to watch some football and to see everybody play and see all the fans and the whole nine bold predictions. That's where we will start headed to Latrobe day one. Steelers are there for four weeks before start of the regular season what are your bold predictions or if you have one big one and we go back and forth whatever you want to do for training camp I think the biggest one I have is that Calvin Austin ends up looking like the second best receiver on the team during camp I like that um yeah I I I just think I think it's gonna obviously I think Pickens is gonna take a big step forward he's gonna look real good uh running around out there another year with Kenny um but I think like quite honestly Deontay Johnson and Allen Robinson, regard you know, and you know this isn't a, a judgment on how they're going to play this season, but they will kind of take a backseat to some of the younger guys as they try to yeah. try to explore what they as the Steelers try to explore what they have. So I, I just think Calvin Austin's first of all going to get a lot of opportunities, and then second of all, I think he's going to remind everyone of what what kind of skills he have that we didn't really we weren't able to focus on, I guess, last yes. season while he was while he was hurt, you know, we didn't see anything of him, you know, actually on a football, we, you know, we saw some practice stuff, but by the first preseason game, he was walking around in a boot. Um, and yep. it was, it, it was kind of over before it even started. So there was a little bit of hype gaining, but it died so quickly that I think a lot of people forgot about what Calvin Austin can bring to the table and, and what a different skill set I think he brings to the table, like but with his mm-hmm. speed and his quickness, um, that's just not something that's very common on the rest of the Steelers offense. So I think he's first of all, going to get all those opportunities and be able to, I think they're going to find a way to use, use those skills really well. Yeah. Calvin Austin is a huge one. I mean, we've been, we might be Calvin Austin's biggest fans on here. And I think deservingly so um, because when this is all said and done, like Calvin Austin, just like you said, the Steelers have desperately, desperately, desperately needed some speed on offense. That's they've, they've had the most, Everybody on the Pittsburgh Steelers, including George Pickens, who George Pickens has huge playability, but chances are George Pickens isn't going to catch the football and run 60 yards. Everyone on that team is built for just power, 
consistency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Power. It's just get a first down, get a first down, meticulously work your way down the field. Calvin Austin comes in here and he's just like, hand me the football. I'm going to get there. It's, you know, give me two plays. Chances are we're in the end zone, especially if I'm open. I I 100% agree. He is exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers have looked for. There are a lot of people that are talking about, oh, well, the foot injury that makes me worry some. I mean, according to him, he's not even back to 100% speed wise, and he's already faster than everybody else on the football field. So, you know, if you could reach that 429 speed again, it's game over. Calvin Austin's going to be. An absolute menace. Love, uh, love the wide receiver too. Who you think is wide receiver Deontay or George? Uh, George, I think. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that as well. All right, my uh, my first bold prediction here is I think Keanu Neal is the Steelers' starting safety, and I think Patrick Peterson is the Steelers' starting slot corner with Joey Porter Jr. and Levi Wallace on the outside. So the way I look at that is Keanu Neal is exactly what the Steelers wanted Terrell Edmonds to be but there's nothing holding them back. You know, the Steelers kind of felt like we're, I don't want to say trapped, but they were in a box with Terrell Edmonds because Edmonds was a safety. The Steelers wanted to make him work as a safety. He continued to develop his skills as a safety. So he was never considered like, oh, it's it's not like Terrell Edmonds isn't a starter. He's a starter-capable safety. Keanu Neal has already gone through the roller coaster. He's a safety at heart. Didn't really work out at safety because of some things. Moved to inside linebacker with the Dallas Cowboys. Has the experience there. And then bumped back out to play safety in Tampa. So he's got a little bit of both. He's the scariest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. And you could just utilize him everywhere. So I think the Steelers are going to start him at safety. Demonte KZ will come off the bench and be that ball hawk. Exactly what you're looking for. Keanu Neal allows you to play in the box. Be a tight end cover. Uh play inside linebacker when need be, play the dime backer, like just rotate throughout the field and never really have to come off while being that number one safety. When it comes to Patrick Peterson, I think that he is by far the Steelers' best option in the slot. And just from rumbles and kind of the feel that I've gotten around this team is that they expect Joey Porter Jr. to be starter capable day one and Levi Wallace is their number one guy. So you just kind of like look for a spot. Where does Patrick Peterson fit best? He obviously could start on the outside, but I think they're going to stick him on the inside and say, these are our best three corners. We'll make this work because this is more potential than anybody else. I I love the Keanu Neal notion. I'm I'm all in on Keanu Neal. He's one of those guys that I just, I, as soon as they signed him, I was... I not not fell in love, I would say, but I was I was really excited about that. I for the exact same reasons. Oh, yeah. just, I feel like he can do so many things for them. He fits such he fits just about you know when you think about what holes the Steelers have on on defense, he fits a lot of them. Um, and then oh yeah, you know moving to Patrick Peterson, like that's just good division of labor. I think. Um, my one question would be so like you know in situations where they don't exactly need a slot corner. Uh, like is Peterson playing the outside or is Wallace? Is that his full-time job on, on the outside? I think that I think Wallace is on the outside. I think Wallace is the CB one. So it would be Joey Porter jr. And Patrick Peterson kind of like rotating. I think that depends on situational football. If you are in the red zone, because Joey Porter jr. And Patrick Peterson play different styles of football at this point in his career. Patrick Peterson's a cover or like a zone coverage guy. Uh, he can match up on tight ends. He's physical, but you know, he's, He's slowing down. 
Joey Porter Jr. plays press man as as good as it gets in the draft class. That's his that's his skill set. He needs to be on the line of scrimmage. So depending on the the situation, if you're in third and third and long, Patrick Peterson's your guy. Why would you not want him out there? You know what I mean? Because all you have to do is tell him to not let somebody get a first down, and chances are he's not going to let somebody get a first down. Joey Porter Jr., you're in the red zone. You could have both of them out there, but maybe Joey's your guy because you don't want somebody to get off the line of scrimmage. You know, those, those short yarded situations would be the same. I just think it's situational football that allows them to work well together. I think that if, if the question was like when they're called out of the tunnel, if they're only calling two corners, who are the two corners, it's Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. That's what I would Interesting. say. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's also a big, it's a big leap for Leela or for Levi, excuse me, to go from yes, kind of a reserve guy to to the number one corner on a defense with such high expectations as this one. Yeah, I I agree with that. I do, and I think that Levi is the least talented of the three, but I also think he's the most consistent of the three. And I think by the end of last season, he kind of showed like, yeah, I'm still a starter in the NFL. Like I'm not, you know, like just because I wasn't viewed as a starter coming into the season because of the guys in front of me doesn't mean that I'm not a starter, you know? And I think that that changes with, I think the the way that the Steelers cornerback room looked last year was Cam Sutton was their guy. He was Mr. Reliable. You weren't getting rid of him. Akella Witherspoon was supposed to be cornerback one. Like they had huge expectations for Akella Witherspoon. Now it's like, well, Patrick Peterson's kind of like a bridge guy. Joey Porter Jr. is coming into his own. Levi Wallace is the, he is the, he's the new like Cam Sutton. He's the constant, you know? And yeah. I think that that's where, that's where they view him. Do I think that he, you know, like that he's guaranteed to be the CB one all season? No, but just heading into week one. Yeah. That's how I view that. You got another, uh, you got another, any other bold predictions? Uh, you know, I do, I do kind of, and this one's a little more abstract, but I just think fans are going to get kind of naj- mad at Najee. This, uh, this training. Camp. Oh, okay. I, I just don't think they're going to be, okay. I think, and not even particularly because it's his fault. I think, we're going to see something yeah. a little bit similar to what we saw last year where Jalen Warren takes a lot of snaps and, and takes a lot of the workload while they try to keep Najee relatively fresh. And yep, people are just going to fall in love with Jalen Warren all over again. And with all the running back stuff that's happening over the off season, like it's just all going to add up to, I don't want to say bad vibes. not going to really deserve any of the hate that he kind of gets but it's going to be out there and it's going to be yeah. exasperated and the the flames are going to be fanned and it's it's not going to be good and then you know i i still expect you know on week one now she's going to rush for you know 100 yards or something and a touchdown and we're all going to be fine everyone's going to kiss and make up yeah. but <laughs> but still i just think it's going to be there's going to be a little bit of tension during training camp when people just fall in love with Jalen warren again because he's getting a lot of touches yeah, I that's that's probably spot on. That is that's probably the the best slash easiest bold prediction there there probably is because I agree a hundred percent. Like the fans are, there is nothing flashier than a backup running back. They are shiny keys, and you know we all love them. Everybody loves them. But at the end of the day, Najee's your running back one. He's going to remain your running back one. You know, I, I I don't know what the future of Najee Harris holds. And at some point we do have to talk about that move, like, you know, by the end of next year. But for right now, he's who the Steelers want to work out and be a superstar. And they're going to give him every opportunity. And just like you said, during training camp, they are going to keep him limited. There is no chance they're going to risk an injury with Najee Harris like they did last year. This is just, you know, get through training camp healthy. Let's this is a team that's that's set to win. So you're going to practice as if you're 
preparing to be healthy for the regular season and go on a run. 100% agree with that one. Um, I'll end it up with this one. My uh, final bold prediction is that Broderick Jones does not take a starting snap unless there's an injury for the whole season. And that starts, I think he gets some during training camp, very minimal. But I do think that Dan Moore comes in here and the Steelers are very comfortable with him. And at some point, we kind of fade out on the Broderick Jones talk. Like we, like the, the oh, what's the competition going to be like kind of just becomes like background noise. And then we focus on other players. And then eventually Dan Moore is just the starting left tackle. And here we are. So I do I think, you know, Broderick Jones is the future and a franchise left tackle and super talented? 100%. But I just don't think Dan Moore is bad enough to lose his job. And I don't think Broderick Jones is good enough to win the job over Dan Moore right now. That's how I view that. Right. I, I, I agree. Like, Broderick Jones is going to take, you know, some snaps early and it's going to be like, Oh, this is heating up. And yeah, you know, how does how does this team yeah. feel about Dan Moore? But I, I do think it's going to fade too. Um, and it's going to fade pretty quickly and be kind of anticlimactic. Like, you know, we're going to keep waiting yes. for this battle to build and build and peak. And eventually just those snaps are going to tail off and it's, you know, everyone's going to kind of, it, it's going to feel a little anticlimactic is a word for it. Bitter is not a word for it, but I just feel like people are going to yeah. be, I guess a little disappointed, but also like, you know, yeah. they, again, you want the shiny new things during, during training camp. You want something to talk about and Dan Moore. while In some ways a little boring and that's not bad, but it's not what everyone wants to see. Um, my one question, how long do you think like into training camp, it's going to take before it really starts to fizzle and, and Dan Moore really starts to put a stranglehold on it. I think that it's, I, I think that it's, you know, two, three weeks. I think towards the, once we start getting into the, the preseason games, because that's the thing is like Broderick Jones has to like have like a, a ridiculously dominant preseason game to like get into that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, or Dan Moore has to have an awful preseason mm-hmm. game to get into that conversation. So I think once the first one comes and goes and there's no, there's no headline either way, that's when it's like, okay, we're, it's starting to go. Like it's, you know, we, we start to just stop talking about it a little bit, but I would say right at that first preseason game, second preseason game, definitely. Um, but as long as, you know, neither one of those, I would say that's when it's, that's when we just kind of take it off the table and go, all right, well, yeah. let's, let's focus on the backup yeah. cornerbacks. Backup yeah. And there's not like, all right, last thing. Oh, th- well, ahead. there's just not going to be like an announcement. Like, oh yeah, Dan Moore. Like, I feel like it's, yeah, no, it's no, gonna, no. we're going to have to kind of infer it for ourselves, which means it's going to drag out a little bit. Yeah. At some point we're just going to get tired of talking about the same headline of well dan moore is still the starting left tackle it's like yeah he was yesterday too and the day before that and last week so at some point nothing's changing here we are so yeah we'll uh it'll hit that point it'll be like the mitch trubitsky like quarterback competition of like oh it's it's a competition but it's it's not really a competition so everybody relax and that's that's we'll get there we'll get but it's not a quarterback so you can't draw that out for four weeks so Two weeks, two, two, two and a half weeks, I'd say. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here, camp sleepers. Four weeks, there's always somebody. Jalen Warren was last year. James Pierre was the year before. Mark Robinson made his way in there. I mean, at one point, Master Teague right. made his way in there last year. There are always camp sleepers in Pittsburgh. It's even more exciting because this team just builds and builds on these unknown guys. You got a, you got a camp sleeper for us? Yeah, and it's not, you know, 
Sleeper might be a little bit too generous, but I, I think it's I think it's Corey Trice because I feel like oh. no one has talked about this guy. When they do, it's somewhat negative. Like he's kind of hanging on by a thread to a roster spot. I get it. He was a seventh round yeah. pick, but I just think there's so much talent, and I think the Steelers got him at a premium. You know, I think his seventh round draft pick was more about like his injury history and stuff like that, as opposed to you know how good he was as a player when he is on the field. And I think he's really going to impress people when he actually steps up and starts taking reps. Um, I'm I'm really really excited for for Corey Trice, and I I think he's he's got a better chance to actually play and and contribute than than I think people are giving him credit for. And I would just I'm very eager to get proven right. I w- I would really like to. I, I've been <laughs> in on Corey Trice. I think ever since he was drafted, at least you know privately, if not publicly, if I haven't said it already, yeah. but. Um, I would just, re- I would just really love for for it to work out and for him to be really good. That would be, uh, that would probably be everyone's dream is for Corey Trice to just come out here and just ball out. Do you think that changes something? Like, do you think that if Corey Trice becomes a stud, because I kind of look at it like the Steelers are going to keep six corners right now because they they're going to keep Corey Trice, but they don't really want to lose Corey Trice, mm-hmm. but they're not going to use him. You think if he's good enough, you think that changes that? You think they just go, uh, Corey Trice is the he's the backup. He's our backup cornerback, and this is this is how we're rolling into the season. And it kind of like, you know, removed the need for James Pierre or Luke Barku or Madre Harper or any of these guys. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Like, they, there's no one in front of Corey Trice that you're like, slam dunk, he's... It, it's not like yeah. the safety position with, you know, Neil Fitzpatrick and, and then KZ, you know, like you have a pretty obvious backup. Not like there's... It's yeah. wide open. For the like, you're telling me Madre Harper and even James P. Like they don't, they seem to be kind of disillusioned with the team. Does at least with James Pierre at this point, like, and then like Luke Barku is a complete unknown too until he actually you know steps up and puts the pads on and everything like that. So like, there's there's a path there. It's wide open for everyone, and I I think it's 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 far too early to count out any of those guys, particularly a guy that a rookie that they just used a, a, a draft. Pick. Yeah. All right. I like that. I think that that would be awesome. Corey tries standing out would be, he would be, I think the ultimate camp sleeper for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like if this dude bursts onto the scene and is an absolute stud, that's as exciting as a, like six, three cornerback who was drafted in the seventh round. Like these are what dreams of, are made of in the NFL. Okay. That's, that's Tyreek. Wasn't Tyreek Woolen drafted late? He's like six rounds. Yeah. He, he, was, was, he was late. That's what I'm saying. A year ago. Here we are. Fifth. I think he's like the fifth highest player on Madden right now. So one year into the league. So that would be that is that's what dreams are made of in the NFL. That would be incredible. All right. I got uh, I got two of them. Um, I feel very confident about one. Now I take that back. I take, I, I feel somewhat confident about one. I feel less confident, but excited about the other. The one I am fairly confident in is Alfonso Graham right. running back. Just look at this guy as I think Anthony McFarlane is is the leader of the job right now. I think he holds a strong upper hand. I'm a huge Anthony McFarlane guy. Like I think that he has some serious untapped potential. He's never really give, been given an opportunity in the NFL. I think if you utilize him to his strengths and teach him how to see the field better, he is he could be a stud. Um, but I think Alfonso Graham is equally as exciting. He is an undrafted guy, so he will instantly be a fan favorite, which is going to carry some. That's going to carry some weight. And if he can make some plays like Jalen Warren did last year, like it, it won't take long. It'll take like a week before it's just like, oh, Alfonso Graham's the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the dude. Like there's just no questions. And then you just start talking about everything else that goes around that. 
Um, big, big excitement for Alfonso Graham. Somewhat confident that he's going to make some waves. The other one is Jordan Bird. I don't know where Jordan Bird fits in any of this, but I do know that if the Steelers fall in love with what Calvin Austin is capable of doing very early, which I think is going to happen, there is only one other player on the roster that you could look at and go, well, let's just try to, to duplicate that and replicate it with another player, and that guy is Jordan Bird. And if you want two ridiculously fast, super talented, small, electrifying guys, Jordan Bird, Calvin Austin, those are those are your two. I, I think that he could be like an elusive uh, kick returner that could make some noise there. I think you could utilize him pretty much everywhere, and he could probably make some noise a little bit here and there. He does give me a little bit of Dre Archer vibes, which you weren't around for the Dre Archer days, but the guy was about as skinny as a water bottle and as fast as anything out there, as fast as these lightning bugs flying around or these lantern flies, whatever they're called, jumping around. And just like did it just didn't work out because of the size. Like every time he got hit, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. stop. And uh, Jordan Berg gives me those vibes a little bit. But at the same time, I don't know, somebody that fast and somebody that like just elusive on the field. You go to training camp like you could at bare minimum be a, a camp like a camp stand up star yeah. yeah 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 and i think that that's where jordan burke could be headed i'm all in on a special teams position battle that's like I, i'm yes. so excited for a for a kick return about like usually danny you know when uh when the special teams come out you kind of when you're watching practice that's when you kind of you know take a break you chat with people you know you don't you yeah. don't usually see <laughs> yes. a whole lot that you need to see out there but th- this year I'm, I'm all in on the special teams periods i'm gonna be watching those closely because i think that'll be fun like i think that's where you're going to find one of these guys, like you said, that just comes out of nowhere and is kind of a camp darling, like an un- undrafted guy, because I-, I don't know, there's no obvious, you know, leader for a, for a kick return job. It's a pretty important job, but yeah. there are plenty of guys who can, who can come out of nowhere are in, and are in great position to, to capitalize on a wide open field there. So it, it'll be, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. The parts of a uh, training camp that were really important last year and the ones that are, like they're going to <laughs> yeah. like the quarterbacks, like kind of boring this year, no? Like you kind of know what you, you kind of know what you got, but then like special teams period, man. I'm all over that. That's gonna be fun. Yep, dude. We get to watch left tackles, backup guards to see if Kevin Dotson's still sticking around. Special teams and a punter yeah. battle. That is, and to find out if we have like a if the Steelers have a need a fifth or a sixth cornerback. It's gonna be uh, an absolutely electrifying training yeah. camp. An absolutely electrifying training camp. Um, with that, we're off to Latrobe. I cannot tell you how excited I am. Like I said, we are going to be coming live every single day from St. Vincent College. If it's not me, it'll be Steven out there covering all of practice, everything you guys need at allsteelers.com. Coming live on the YouTube every single day after practice to make sure that you guys get the most up-to-date everything. Podcast dropping three days a week. My to-go's dropping Monday through Friday plenty of action we are we, we are making sure that you guys have everything you could possibly need over the next four weeks if you don't make it up to st vincent and if you do make sure to give us a holler you see us walking by scream right now. i don't even care man i will stop in the middle of practice i'll come say hi to everybody we'll have the shirts because we appreciate we'll you to... we'll have the shirts look for the shirts we just got some shirts you'll you'll know they just say all Steelers talk we're boring but we got to stand out a little bit enjoy your time if you do head up there be safe it's supposed to be hot so stay hydrated we are off to, to camp. Find all of our work, allsteelers.com. Enjoy training camp. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.